ride with me in my foul life. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Quarantine, we're quarantined. I'm going batshit crazy. My head is going crazy. If you're not, I mean, if you, I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm staying positive. I feel good. I look even better than I feel according to my mirrors, which I have almost 1,700 of them in my house. Most of those are on the ceilings parts of the house. I have taken many years to get that many years. It looks like one of those madhouse deals at the fair or the carnival that you go to. This episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Benelli USA. The new best B period, E period, S period, T period, the new technology, the new coding, the new finish check it out at benellausa.com on that super black eagle 326 and 28 inch in the black finish as well as the m220 gauge the best or no not the m220 gauge i take that back it's in the ethos so check it out it's available in the ethos right now and the sb3 soon to be more it is absolutely awesome we put it to the test this entire past season use it as boat paddles dropped them on the in the water on purpose laid them in the snow for an hour on purpose no rust it was just like shooting a brand new gun what Benelli has done again to up the game and waterfowl shotgunning technology is above and beyond any of the competition you can take that as gospel from me Chad Belding the host of the Foul Life Podcast today's guest we're so happy to have him on him he runs independent sales chain for Benelli USA JP Fisher welcome thanks Chad what's going on man buddy I can see uh, you COVID-19 days you couldn't tell in that whole first two minutes ramble that I'm literally going crazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much going insane. I know the feeling. By the judging of your beard, you have not. You've kind of let personal hygiene go, but you're showering, right? I mean, <laughs> this isn't a scratch and sniff thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, shower every day. Come on, you got this personal hygiene is really important. The beard is. Uh, it's getting a little burly. I, I I admit it, buddy. We are talking about duck hunting, goose hunting, waterfowl hunting. This time of year, it's it's amazing. You know, you could be into April like we are at spring. Turkeys are hitting the ground. Benelli is so prolific in the turkey industry with the Rob Roberts custom shop guns, as well as several of the other guns, pistol grips available. Um, the culture of Benelli, the essence of Benelli, the European influx, you know, the European flex in Benelli, when they flex their muscle over in Europe and they bring something technologically advanced or scientifically advanced, people pay attention. Benelli's are built in Italy to this day. The culture though, the attitude, my question is, is can you're in, you're in charge of sales. Can a monkey sell a Benelli? (laughs) I mean, and I, what, I, I what, I, what I mean by that is I love all of the salesmen and all of the different rep groups. They're all very well suited for this and qualified more than, than any other sales group. But yeah, I mean, gosh, dang it. Can you imagine having that in your arsenal to carry into a dealer? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's, um, it, it makes it a little bit easier at times, right? I mean, you got the best waterfall gun that's ever been made. Super Black Eagle, Super Black Eagle 3. Um, so our guys have an advantage, but you know, you ask about, you talk about the essence and, and the Italian influence and Benelli has always been about technology. It's always been about innovation. I mean, you talk about the best finish in your opening and that's, you know, that's just raised the bar one more time in the waterfall world. And that's what we do at Benelli. That's what our Italian factory does. And so is it easy to sell? Yeah, sometimes, but 
man, you gotta, you gotta really study. You gotta know what this stuff is. And you gotta be able to explain it to the guy behind the counter to make sure that, you know, the consumers get it because we don't give Benelli's away. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's exactly where I was headed next. And I was just looking at the website is they're not inexpensive. Well, first of all, let's say, let's make sure that there's a, everybody understands the distinction be- between cheap and inexpensive. They're completely yeah. different, right? They're totally um, different. Right. So Benelli's are $2,300 with this best finish, $2,200 MSRP, suggested yeah. retail. Yeah. So does it, how hard is it to distinguish or differentiate between the buyer that understands the status symbol part of the buying experience or yeah. uh, as opposed to the practical part of why are you really buying this? Do you think that having a, you know, a real expensive, you know, over under over your shoulder at the sporting clay range makes people take you more serious as a shotgunner? Cause I know many of dudes that'll go up there with an eight seventy and throw it down. Not saying that they could beat somebody that's a professional shot with a badass over under. I'm just saying that they can throw it down with the old Remington eight seventy pump. You put that same analogy into what we're talking about right now with Benelli, the best waterfowl guns in the world. Is it a status symbol for a duck hunter? And what I mean by that is I think it's different than that than that that potential broken back over under over your shoulder to sporting clays range. Because when you have a Benelli and you're in the duck woods or the duck marsh or the river systems or Canada, you just feel different naturally. It, it is one of those products that you do not get from any other gun. I mean that with the bottom of my heart. Now, look, you guys are owned by Beretta, and Beretta is a great gun. And I'm sure that they have. I'm sure that they have people that will say the same thing that I'm saying right now. When I have a Benelli with me, I already feel like the hunt's a success, and that is a big part of being consistently successful in the field. So that is what I mean by status symbol. And then the practical side of it is what are you really asking your gun to do? Are you a weekend warrior? Are you hunting seven days a week? Are you an outfitter hunting the peanut fields in Oklahoma and Texas and getting your gun gunked up with clay every day and sand that you hide in? Are you getting it in conditions where weather's hitting in elements and hell and snow and rain and it's getting wet? What are you asking for that gun? And are you willing to pay that much money for something that is literally going to be by your side for every hunt for the, for the next 10 years minimum, if you choose it to yeah. be so. So there's a status symbol and there's the practical sure side of it. Sure there is. I mean, when guys show up in a duck blind or wherever and they pull the, their Benelli out of their gun case, it's a big deal, right? I mean, very big deal. You know, it's, it's, you gotta, but you have a Benelli and, and, and that's, that's status symbol. It doesn't matter if you're the weekend warrior or you know, the guy that hunts every day during duck season, you know, that Benelli means the same thing to, to all those people. You know, we, we, I don't mean to harp on best finish, but, you know, Chad, he asked the question about what are we asking this gun to do and who, who is using it? And, you know, we had that, that a long conversation about best finish before we launched it. And one of the things that came out of it was, you know, we put, you know, uh, like a warranty on it that blows the doors off the industry, right? 25 years. I mean, 25 years. I mean, think about that for a second. It's corrosion resistance, 25 years. I mean, who, who can even come close to that? And that's how confident we are that whether you're a weekend warrior goes out, gets the gun wet, you know, and, and doesn't really know how to take care of it and puts it away kind of maybe the wrong way or the guy that uses it every day and is banging around in his boat, you know, running through from blind to blind. I mean, that gun will stand up the test. And that's what every Benelli, that's the, that's the level, that's the bar that we set with every single Benelli we make. That's what we want. And that's why it's a status symbol. 
You ever go to like, you ever go to like, you ever go to, and I have no, and I'm not interrupting you. Just keep that thought about the status symbol. No, it's good. You go to Best Buy, you go to a furniture store, you buy a couch. What's the first thing they do when you get to the checkout counter to pay for the couch? They go, would you like the extended warranty? And then you go, okay, well, how much is it? Well, it's a, it's another, it's another $300, but that gets you 36 months of, if you rip the couch or you get a crack in your screen, you could bring it back in here and replace it. Everybody goes, yeah, that sounds good. You're literally getting a super black Eagle for a little bit more than retail of just a regular super black Eagle three. That's right around your sales guy, 1700 bucks. What are they? 1700? 1800 yeah, yeah, retail, yeah, that's what you're going to pay. For $500, you're getting a 25-year warranty on that corrosion part of it, which that doesn't include. Now, w- let's be clear. What does the warranty include? That doesn't mean that we're sitting here telling somebody for 25 years, if you if you break something or something goes wrong with your action or the ejector pin, whatever it is, that doesn't include all the mechanics, right? Right. It's just rust corrosion. It's corrosion, rust corrosion right? Which happens to yep. duck hunters daily. Daily, yeah. I mean, how for many guns? 25 years. 25 years. Is it unlimited Maybe. for 25 years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if a part that's supposed to be rust-proof rusts, we'll replace it for 25 years, no questions asked. Can you imagine? That's what, and you're still getting the same performance of a, the Benelli performance and the Super Black Eagle 3. Chad, there's even a, there's an argument, and I'm not a, I'm not an engineer or a scientist. I don't get all this stuff. It's pretty, pretty amazing. But there's even an argument that this finish we put on it actually makes it run a little better. It's like a little bit of like a the smoother, you know, internal parts, you know, work a little better with each other. And there's some people will tell you that this gun will run better or longer it? because of this. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, right. I don't know. So back to, to back to what you're saying, when you pull that gun out and that status symbol part of it, I'm not sitting. I don't want to try to sell people that if I'm in a duck blind and somebody comes in there and they have a Benelli. I don't look at them and go, that's the world's best duck hunter. But I look at him and I go, he takes his duck hunting serious. That's the first thing that goes through my head. Then, you know, you kind of get to know somebody like, well, what else can they do? Are they calm? They got a good dog. They got a nice boat. Do they know how to clean a duck and process and butcher a duck? All of that's wrapped into this lifestyle of the, you know, of of being a a provider and a hunter that we keep harping on. But that Benelli, when I see people have a Benelli, I just, when I didn't have one, I'd put myself in their shoes and be like, man. They got it going on. It's just, it's, it's a badass symbol of the American waterfowler. In my opinion, if you don't have one, you have not truly experienced the duck hunt the way it was intended to be experienced. Wow. That's big time to say that, but it's true. That's big. That's big. big. I mean, that's super black Eagle. That's what it's telling you. That's what it stands for. Right. It's you're serious. Yeah. And you're going to have a different experience, you know, and, uh, and, the experience, the, the best thing about it is, right, is like we talk about all this technology and we talk about how we back it up and with the status symbol. But ultimately, what we're really talking about is when the moment is, you know, that perfect moment happens and those ducks set up and, you know, tail feathers are down and wings are cupped and a beautiful picture everyone waits for, right? The reason why Benelli is for serious hunters is because you don't have to think twice about pulling trigger because it's, cause it's going to go off, right? That's the deal. It's re- ultimately reliable. Well, the culture, the culture, here's the culture of the duck hunter. We are upset. We're like obsessed, right? I have this little saying that we merely exist in a duck's world. It's on our trucks. It's on our trailers, on our websites. We truly do. They control what we do. When you get to the point of, of getting into it that deep, which most waterfowl hunters are, is 
it becomes insanity. Like you just, you know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and think that you're going to get different results. Well, right, what right. you go out every single day in the woods and you're like, man, that's going to change. They're going to be good today. Well, tomorrow the wind didn't blow and it didn't change today. Well, tomorrow it's going to be different because the sun's going to, well, we're insane period. Yeah, we're in yeah, cold ass yeah. water early in the morning and at whatever. But when you start to, in, it, that lifestyle starts to take place, and I, and I compare it to an artist looking at a blank, can, blank canvas. How do I fill that canvas with my hunt? How do I paint my picture? How do I tell my story, leave my legacy on this hunt today? When I drive out of that field or pull my boat out of that marsh or that flooded timber, I want to leave a legacy on that hole for that day. Now, that sounds overdone, but if you think about it that way and you apply yourself to a well-maintained dog, handling the dog, training the dog, guns, cleaning your guns, everything that goes into a Benelli and what we've been talking about, your ammunition, your choke tubes, your high-vis sights, your patterning and making sure that you're proficient with that. Then you have your hide and your concealment. And you start talking about what we've been running on this essential series is, is the essentials of duck hunting. And then you have the, the duck call right here. And then you have the knife and then you have your binoculars for scouting. And then you have your Traeger for cooking them badass and your rubs and your seasonings and your marinades and your salts and your spices. When you start throwing all of that at that blank canvas and you just are like this mad artist, like Bob Ross, I think I'm going to put a green head right here. Happy little green head right here. Happy little green head right here. That's like Bob Ross. That's who you are, right? You're painting this happy little hunt, leaving your leg. Bob Ross left his legacy on every single episode of that show. He'd walk off that screen. You'd be like, where the hell Bob go? Like, where'd Bob go? Like, I need more Bob. Yeah. Like, he left the legacy. Yeah. So I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that duck that duck hunts need to have a legacy and a stamp left on them. And you walk out of there and you go, all right, did we achieve or complete our task and our short-term goals, our long-term goals of this hunt? Did we have fun? Is it a memory? Did we did did we all execute the way that we planned it out during our scouting? Everybody played their role. Our guns worked. Our dogs worked. The ducks worked the call. We shot well. The jerk string worked. The decoys look real. There's ripples on the water. That's one of the essentials we, th- we left out was the, the decoys. But now all of that went in on that canvas. And you have this masterpiece. What happens if everything is going, whoa, 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 it's perfect. The ducks, the ripples, it's chocolate milk effect. They're over us. And then you come up and you click. What the, f- you're like, Dude, the time to capitalize and maximize our potential and capitalize on that opportunity that is few and all far between. All that be- time, all that effort, and it's, right? and it's few and far between in duck hunting. People, yeah. no matter how much you do it, even the even the best duck hunters in the world will tell you it don't happen that often when everything goes right. And when it That's does it. and you come up and you don't have a gun that goes, when I transition from target to target and I, and I breathe and I, and I breathe and I see ducks folding, and then I look at my dog and send him and he comes back and I hold that mallard right there and I put him on my strap and I look at my buddies and we're all just like, not disrespecting the birds. We're compassionate, we're ethical, and we're just like, everything we just did, we executed it because we planned it, we visualized it, we threw our paints at this canvas, we created our yeah. masterpiece, let's get out of here, let's go eat breakfast, and there's the legacy left on the duck hole. Now that, again, people are going to be, you're such a freaking drama king, but it's not. That's the way I think no. of how special gotta- the hunt is. You got to control what you can control, right? You just said, so, you know, the ducks. Sometimes you go, it's insanity, right? Oh, it's going to be different. They're going to they're going to fly there. They're going to the wind's going to be different. You can't control all those other things, but you can control your gun. You can control your decoys. You can control all the other stuff that you have the ability to influence, right? And everything you do is a decision, right? It's you're making a decision so that in that moment everything sets up the right way. But the last thing you want to do, you know, in the mayhem of of ducks buzzing by and, you know, 
dealing with your decoys and everything and, and whoever else is in the blind with you and your dog, your dog wants to jump out there and go, you know, say, come on, man, shoot a, shoot a bird so I can go get it. The last thing you want to think about is your gun. The last thing, yep. right? Because as soon as you think about your gun, you what happens? You miss, right? And then it's on you, but you miss. So that's not, Benelli's don't do that, right? Yeah, it's, well, yeah. Benelli shoot the duck for you, but, but you don't well, have to worry about them. No, but when you're worried and you're questioning your equipment, like, man, is my call sound right? It probably doesn't. If my gun, if I'm like, man, I, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it just, it, it's not performing the right way. And then you're like, you become hesitant. You become timid. You're like, you don't put all that you have to offer into that hunt because you know that you're not prepared and neither is your equipment yeah. with a Benelli. I mean, I'm not saying that you don't clean your Benelli. I'm not saying that you just put it in your gun case and leave it overnight. Even with the best technology, you still do your part yeah. to make sure that you take care of your equipment to the highest extent of the word sometimes you forget sometimes you get busy sometimes other things become more important but with the benelli you have it in your hands and you pull it out of that case and when you see that comfort tech system and when you see that trigger guard and when you see that rib and when you see that safety release and a lot of my guns have had rob roberts work done to it and when i see some of that i literally have this aura come over me and it's just like oh and i'm just like dude i am an american duck hunter i'm in everything that mother nature has to offer. I can smell it. I can feel it tonight. I'll be able to taste it. I see the smoke come or the steam coming off a coffee pot. I see the steam coming out out of the dog's mouth as he shakes and he's just all anticipation in his eyes. I see my buddies or my nephews or my daughter or my anybody that we're, that we're bringing on that hunt. There's nothing like it. And Benelli adds a huge part of that because of that aura that comes over you when you pull a Benelli out of the sack and that yeah. is, that's a big deal. It's not, doesn't happen with every gun period. No. And I wish that you got, you know, I wish that your audience could, wish we could take them all to Italy with us and they could see the factory. They could see the, the passion and the, why can't we all the people there? I mean, we Let, should, let's go we document it. Let's go document it. Bruno said, come on, let's go bring the cameras and document it and show them, but go on, see the passion and what we you know. There's a passion and, and, and how, how much people, how, you know, how how much technology is in the factory? You'd be shocked, right? People think about gun factories and they they have pictures of in their mind of what like the old school gun factories look like, and and it's you know metal lathes and you know all this metal and these guys dressed in you know Carhartt stuff everywhere and they're they're dirty and whatever it is, right? You go to a Benelli factory, it's like 21st century. You can eat off the floor. Everything is pristine. It's perfect, and that's why we make perfect guns because they take so much, put so much effort and care into the whole process, the whole thing from R and D and design to the way they make it, to the way they package it, the way, you know, the way it shows up in consumers' hands. You know, I wish your audience, all of them can go over there and, and see it and they, because it really puts the rubber stamp on the whole deal. You know, understanding where this thing, you know, where Benelli goes from start to finish, it's, it's everything is done with uh, the utmost care and, 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 and and for the and for the waterfowler, right? Like they know. Yeah, and I'm taking a note on it. I'm, I'm I'm taking a note on that of how how I want to paint that picture in some of the TV episodes is how that translate into your attitude and the attitude of the guys in Maryland at Benelli USA, and then it filters yeah. out to all of your sales reps, and then it yeah. filters out to what all of your dealers because when that when that passion and that pride and that commitment to excellence and that innovation and that techno technologically advanced attitude and love come over you. 
and you see it in Italy, and then it comes to you. Well, the, the only way that they're, the Italians are going to get it across over here is through their mechanism over here, which is you guys. So now you yep. have to take that. If you went over there and they're just like, hey, man, you go get the pizza pie. You get the pizza. You don't get in your eye. You get the sauce all over you. You know, go get a beer. And then, and then they didn't put any love into their shotgun. You'd be like, dude, I mean, I might as well just come over here and eat pizza with y'all and rigatoni. I'm ready. Yeah. But you go over there and it's that too. You get the culture and the food and the vino and the yeah. dessert and the gelato and the, and the all mafia coast and the freaking Mediterranean sea. And then you have this genius of a gun factory up in the hills and you're like, yeah. voila. And then that transcribe or that transforms into your brain when you're over there and Tom's and Tim's and George's and, and so, and so, and then that goes into your sales reps and then that goes into your dealer base. And then that goes into the clerks behind the counter. And then that goes into that potential consumer. And then that goes into that potential consumer's kid. And then it goes into that potential consumer's grandkid. And now you have this whole culture that is born out of that Italian perfection model of like, we're not perfect, but we are going to strive for perfection and we are going to have the most utmost, um, respect for the gun and the buyer and the heritage of the hunter and the shooter and the machine that we call a shotgun. And that's why Benelli is the best because that's, you won't find that in every factory. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I don't have a problem by saying, with saying Benelli makes the best waterfowl shotgun in the world. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I say that to anyone, I say that to other gun reps, right? I mean, I don't have a problem with it because I've done all that stuff and I know it. It's not, it's some, at some point, some things become facts. Right. You know, you can say it's an opinion, not my belief. And but when you see all of this and it all come together and then you get out on a hunt with you guys, whether, you know, whether in North Dakota or whether in Arkansas, wherever we are and doing something really awesome hunt at some really cool place. And you, you get to see this whole thing from beginning to all the way to the end when we're processing, you know, birds and, and, and putting them on the Traeger and eating them later. I mean, the whole deal, it's the whole deal. It's not just going to a gun shop and buying a gun. You're not just buying. That's not what Benelli stands for. No, you're buying the culture. You're buying into buying the culture. It's a, into the culture. It's a belief system. Yeah. And I think that if you look at anybody from uh, the, the greatest entrepreneurs, the tycoons, the athletes, the historic figures that, that an easy one to say is like Michael Jordan. The culture of his practice sessions were everything to his success. And he talks about it in a way of like, you buy into that culture because of the leadership and what this now, yeah. you know, the leaders of in Italy or you guys over here buy into that. And then you come over here and as the leaders of Benelli USA, you have all of your sales reps buy into it. And then, like I said, it just keeps on filtering down the line. Well, Jordan, he was the man. He was right. the one that was going to be on the cover of every Sports Illustrated. He was going to be the one that had all the Nike deals and all the Hanes underwear deals and the Wheaties deals and the Gatorade deals. He was Michael frickin Jordan. There should make a right. shirt that says that. Michael freaking Jordan. He was a stud. He still is. So you go in there, Scotty Pippen, Bill Cartwright, Steve Kerr. You have any of those guys that that go into that practice session and they're like, I have no chance of being the face of this team, the face of Chicago. I don't have a statue out front of the stadium. I don't have any of that. I don't have my picture on sports, but you know what I do have? I have a leader and a teammate with a leader of Phil Jackson, the coach, and then Michael Jordan. I have a teammate that is willing to shoulder all of that, take on the responsibility of flying our flag, bringing us in the game, not afraid to take the last shot, not afraid to go do an interview with the media after, not afraid to be on the face of everything and putting him out there. When he fails, everybody knows he fails. When he wins, everybody knows he wins. But one thing's rest assured, he was the man. And the belief system and the 
culture of that had to have been, I'm just, I'm not making this up. I'm just assuming that if you didn't buy into that and you tried to fight that and you didn't want to compliment that and know your seat on the bus, it wasn't going to work because Jordan was the man. Dennis Rodman's the best, best example of that, right? Like he was his own thing, the worm, right? All of his piercings and tattoos and his hair. And what happened when, you know, he got, he, he was able to assimilate for a little while there. Right. And, and, and have some greatness. He knew his role and he won championships and he became, he became part of the greatest pride dynasty in NBA history. Well, the Celtics probably are. I don't know. That's probably the Celtics or the Lakers. That's probably premature to say, but those winning teams of the bulls in the nineties were awesome. My point is, is that when you buy into that Benelli culture and you got, get that gun, that's what we started this with. They're not inexpensive. They're definitely not cheap, but they're nowhere near inexpensive. So are you an 18 year old kid that's worked three summers in a row and saved up and now you go get your super yeah. black Eagle three? Are you a, yeah. a guy that has shot a gun, another gun your whole career and you've been earned for that Benelli and you finally saved up? Or is it something to where you have 15 of them? It doesn't matter who you are, what mm-hmm. kind of gun collector mm-hmm. or hunter you are. When you buy into that culture of Benelli, that is what the gun means. That's why I take it so serious. That's why I'm always up your, you know what, saying, what can we do? What can we be doing? What's going on? What are you hearing? How can we get this out there more? Because the problem with it is, is that it has to be out there only because it is so natural to say how awesome this product is. And that's, it's so easy to get people to see the, the, results. You go on a hunt one time, you're sold. And that's all I've ever tried to do is show that lifestyle and that culture of it doesn't just, it's not just going and taking a gun and taking it out and killing a duck and and saying, oh, rah, rah, and holding that duck up for a picture. There's a whole story from the time that that first piece of that CNC cuts the first piece of that gun and everything in Italy. And then the existence of that gun through the history of the hunting that that gun goes through with the person that owns it, or if it gets passed down, that is what I'm always thinking about with Benelli is how special is that you have all of these people that have bought into the culture. We already know it's the best gun in the world, but you can't expect everybody to buy it just because it's the best when it's that expensive. A lot of people can't afford it. So you have people that are saving up for a couple of years to get their first one. And then you have the other end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, those are, and those are great stories. I love, we get those emails all the time at the home office where, you know, a kid literally has a job like cutting lawns for the summer. Right. And he's, and maybe he didn't even save enough money in one summer. It's a lot of money to, to, to get like $2,000 cutting lawns. But we get these emails and these kids are like, oh, I, I did this summer job and I, I saved my money. And all I cared about was getting a Benelli and, and I finally did it. I want to thank you guys for taking care of me and, you know, and, and banking the best guns in the world. And they, and they send a picture of him and his buddies, you know, um, you know, probably, you know, hunting public land. Right. And, 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 and doing whatever, you know, what's, just the coolest thing we think at Benelli and you too, I'm sure you do too. Like we think it's just the coolest thing in the world. When, when the kid get, does that and cashes in and, and does it the right way and, and works hard, you know, they're, they're the, they're the next generation of the lifeblood of our industry. And to see that you hear these stories, and, you know, you know, we're doing it right. And you know that uh, we're in good hands with, with kids like that, you know, I love, I love the culture Benelli. With that being said, yeah. we, you know that I'm a nerd about it. So do you have any, some inside industry information on what George kind of hinted to the other day that there might be some new releases at shot show 2021 in Vegas? Can you let it out of the bag right here on the foul life podcast? JP Fisher will now stand up and tell us 
what it's a lot of what, pressure what is being no i don't want you to do it but that, <laughs> but but that's part of that culture is like people are like well this year it was this it was best and it was the rifle and this year what's it going to be it, it was the ethos it was the super black eagle three and it was it was it, it was it's just so awesome to see every year the italians just blow people's mind i've said it so many times the story of like when george first told me in oklahoma like yeah we're coming out with a new gun i'm like whatever you can't make the super black eagle two better and he's like uh Okay. And okay. then, and then it's just like, it's, it's never ending the, the, you know, so, you can, you can so still, Chad, let me, I'll tell you this. I'm, I can't tell you what it's going to, what it is. Right. I'm, I, I, it's, Hold on a it's, second. It's, 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 Hold on a second. <laughs> Go. <laughs> it's a secret, but it's a secret. I will tell you. <laughs> That's what I get with my charge. You. With my charge. You're not, you're going to say it's know, a secret. You, you almost had me. You almost got me. I will tell you that next year's deal is gonna blow you away um and i know that we do this every year you're right we did super three and then we did you know ethos and 828 and all that great stuff and best next year's deal is going to be giant with who that's all i can say you can't say it's for it's specifically geared towards the waterfowl hunter don't say it if you can't yeah well you know i mean we are a waterfowl company chad i'll tell you that Oh, look at this. Hey, what do you got on that vest right there? And how does a guy get one? Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. People just send me stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm expecting you to go now that the office is shut down. Could you go raid it with not know, anybody, not anybody knowing you're in there? I just put a mask on a headlamp. I'll get it done. You don't need to pull masks. Just wear your corona, coronavirus mask and some eyeglasses. <laughs> my beard, my beard will be my, my, uh, my yeah, mask. You're going to have to really do something with that. Um, so big news coming in 2021, but what are you looking forward to in 2020? What are you excited to see how people react to the best? Are you excited for the upcoming season? I know it's hard to talk about any of this because all of us are going to just be excited to see yeah. the light of day, to go breathe fresh yeah. air well, and, and not, th- and not thinking that we're going to die or not thinking that we're going to get sick. Right. That's what we're excited about, Chad. I mean, for real, I, I'm, I really believe this. Once we get this thing in our rearview mirror, and I believe that that's going to happen sooner than later, people are going to this good. This could be the the resurgence. This could be the, you know what? I took my my hunting my you know for granted. I you know I I need to get out more. I need to go once a year is not enough. Or I didn't hunt last year, and gosh, what if I could never hunt ever again? Like people start asking themselves all those philosophical questions, right? I think this year people are going to come out in in record numbers and we're going to have a great waterfowl season great fall hunting season you know whether you're not you, you know if you're upland or waterfowl whatever you like to do i think this year people are going to really take stock in how much this the outdoors means to them because we've all been penned up in our you know and you know with our, we love our families and i love you know seeing my kids every minute of every day is great but but trust me your wife gotta, wants you out of there <laughs> <laughs> she's no, like enough is enough get to the office seriously she's she's like what yeah yeah no, i think that, this year is going to be great that's what i'm looking forward to i really am 
I, and that's so well said. It's like, I didn't even think about it that way that this is, it, it, you know, it's really put a, a lot of stuff into perspective for me of what we do take for granted and just yeah. going to the gym or, or going to the store and not being scared and being able to get toilet paper or a beef steak without everything being sold out. Um, you know, the hunting part of it, that hunting attitude is you, you on one point you're thinking we're used to isolation. We're used to traveling and being alone for long periods of time and being one with nature and being able to survive off the land and live off the land and be a provider. We can do all that. We can build yeah. a fire. We can fix a flat. We can cook a rabbit. We can cook a duck. We know how to, we know how to trick them. Right. But there is also what you just said. There's those hunters and gatherers out there that we take it for granted on us that everybody gets to do what we do. And they don't, we, we get to hunt at a normally amount of time, which we're humbled by, but there are yeah. the guys that maybe didn't go at all last year because work got in the way, some family yeah. got in the way, but now they're starting to realize like, look, yeah, life I'm going right? to, yeah. And I'm going to start getting back to the important things. And my hunt is important. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine this guy's like, I'm, you know, I'm sitting in front of, you know, my safe right now and you're thinking, well, I should just pop that gun out. Maybe, maybe I'll clean it. Maybe I'll take a look at it. Maybe I'll dream about, you know, the hunt I'm going to go on this fall. You know, you got so much time in your hands that you just start, hopefully just start making plans, right? Like, this is what I'm going to do this year. This is how I'm going to take advantage of it. I yeah. think it's going to happen. That's an awesome, optimistic attitude. I like that coming from the guy that looks like a serial killer from the seventies. Nate Manson. <laughs> I don't know if he was the seventies, was he? Ooh. When was Charlie? Charles Mansion. He had to be yeah, the seventies and eighties, huh? Seventies, right? Yeah. What a whack job. What yeah, an absolute a, whack job. He was a unique individual, huh? <laughs> Hold on one sec. How how many different species? I, I tried to write this down. I just found how many different species of waterfowl do you think my super black Eagle three has harvested in the past two seasons? Oh, uh -huh. that is a hard question. You know, I've hunted in Northern California. So sort of in your backyard and I was astounded at the number of species that we were able to harvest in two days. And then I know you travel all over the country I don't want you to answer me today. We're going to come back on another podcast, but I have a list. I'm going to send it to you. And when I started looking at it with all the species of the Canada goose yeah. and the subspecies, the snow goose and the subspecies, the speckle belly, then all of the puddle ducks, yeah. a few divers mixed in there. And then we've got to remember where we went last year, right? Right. You were with me. Do you remember where we went? Oh yeah. Where? South America. So we're in Argentina. So now you got Argentina. all of those. So I started making a list. I would have forgotten those, by the way. Like you would have forgotten those? List. Well, I, I, that was a hunt of a lifetime. But when I was adding up my head, I didn't even think about those species. And then I had some Rosie weird stuff. Yeah, and I had weird things happen to me in Kansas. I had weird things happen to me in, in a couple of different states where I got species. So I started putting together this species list. And I, got, I just got struck again when I was looking at it. I'm like, no, I had to count that wrong. I, I'm going to, I'm going to name a list. I want you to try to guess it, go and write them down and okay. send me a text because it's tr my Benelli has seen it. Dude. I literally like, I'm telling you, I look at my Benelli's and I just get all giddy. Like I've, I talk about how Beavis and butthead would look when they'd get all excited. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when I see him. Like you're looking at your safe right now. That's how I look when I, when I like, look, watch this. Hold on a second. Yeah. Look there at that. See that word are. on there? Best, best technology, yep. best. That's the one. 
the finish. Look at that. that you know how many turkeys that thing's put on the grill? Putting the smoker. High vis sight. Can you look down like the barrel? That I like that setup a lot. Look at all those geese behind me. Those are in Kansas. Yeah, they look like they're in trouble. Um, hey, you know what? I just be, not to get off on a, on a tangent here, but when you just brought brought up Argentina, I have dreams about those rosy billed empanadas. Oh, dude, did you know that? Uh, did you know that? Um, first off, I want to show you this. So you come out, you come the studio, you step up out of the room out here, and look at this. Yeah, yeah. Barn doors. Oh. And then it goes to a studio insulation door that keeps all the sound out. And then the whole room is covered in Tom's is covered in, in audio canvas. It's for uh, it's permeates the sound will go through it, but then it hits the canvas or that it hits the sound padding behind it. So yeah. all of this canvas that you see all these prints on is built for sound rooms. It, it distort it, it just kills the sound because the sound travels through instead of real canvas on a wall tent that would just stop it. This travels through and it hits the sound barriers behind it because there's there's padding behind every picture that you see in here wow wow this i don't know if, i don't know if i can pick this up now i got too much on it but i'll send you a video of it but um let me see if i can find this now uh i love that dude okay so you see the email can you read that email uh yeah Cookbook recipes, first approach, Argentina duck hunting adventures from Franco Guioni. So he sends me the barbecue that we had that night, that big meat tray. And then yeah, you get down here, you get down here to the third attachment. Duck, oh, you. I so can't dude, believe So that. check that out. So I got the entire empanada recipe from Franco to Franco to put into our new provider cookbook. So you guys can be oh. rest assured. It's, go, it's going in the first edition, dunk, duck empanadas, straight out, even... straight out of Argentina. So, dude, I'll, I'll send you this recipe right now. I'm going to take a screenshot. Like, do you have any duck? Like do you have like any duck? In your... recipe. I mean, come on. I know. Do you yeah, have I any... got duck. You, are you yeah, sure? I do. do I need to send you some of those, too? Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll text you this right now. That's J.P. Fisher, Benelli USA, our title sponsor, going on eight years. We're so proud we're going to be with them for many more years. Knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood that this coronavirus doesn't make them go hey we can do without chad you know better not jp we need you now more than ever chad so you got any closing words do you like our partnership do i like your our partnership i mean chad i think um we were talking about earlier right benelli is the best waterfowl gun in the world we we make our, our guns are our status symbol for people in the industry and uh we only partner with the best, Chad. So you guys and the foul life, you know, finale and the foul life goes hand in hand. And Chad Belding is, uh, you know, we love you. And we're, we're, we're proud to be partners with you. Man, that means everything coming from you. I truly appreciate that. And we take it the same way. We truly feel that we're, that it's an honor to be where we're at with Benelli. We don't take it for granted. And when we get to go on our hunting adventures that we do on the foul life, we literally are just blown away every time that we're we're with Benelli. We're partners with Benelli. That's how that's how <laughs> giddy we still 
uh, we still get. And I think that and I, I just keep taking notes on ideas that you're giving me on. I, I want to show uh, uh, the life of a Benelli shotgun from the factory to the dead for its first duck, you know, like a kid's first duck, a, a duck's yeah. first retrieve. I want to build that gun and go on that adventure. So I'm excited about that. I truly appreciate your time. We love the partnership. I love you like a brother from another mother, sister from another mister. I've been doing a lot of freestyle rap. I've been watching the evolution <laughs> of hip hop on Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, how I, in the, I saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. How, good. I, I asked myself last I'm night. I'm glad like, you have a good, you have a good show on TV. That's all I'm saying. Shit. First 48. I watch a lot on any, like a ton, right. dude. I want to be a homicide investigator after I retire from my hunting career, which is going to lead me right into my freestyle rap and professional MC. And I watched this show Evolution Hip Hop. I'm like, how have, have they not set the documentary crews here? Because if they came here for just a minute and watched this rap, did you watch me, me and my daughter rap last week on I social did. media? I did. Did I you hear? Legit. Did you see her go, hit it, yeah. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob yeah. Mason, I came to get down. I'm not internationally legit. known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. And I'm just like, dude, she, dude she's doing Buttermilk Biscuits by Sir Mix-A-Lot. She's doing Posse on Broadway. She's she's doing all the clean raps that I grew up with. Right, right now, she's doing this one. Do you remember this one? A Peter Piper pick peppers and run like rhyme. Humpty Dumpty fell down and it's hard time. Jack McNibble, what nibble? And he was quick, but Jam Massa invented Jacks OJ click now little Bo Peep Cole off the sleep and Rip Van Winkle fell a hell asleep and Ellie didn't come in Wonderland. Remember Peter Piper by Run DMC? She's doing that and she's doing can't touch this. Dun da da dun. Is she doing the dance too? Oh, dude, she can dance. She got the big buff, puffy parachute pants on. She got the parachute pants. Yeah. All right, Tom, hit that button. This is 2 a.m. Logic, My Foul Life. That's another awesome episode of the Foul Life podcast with JP Fisher from Vanilla USA. Check him out at vanillausa.com. They brought us this episode today of the podcast, the new best technology, B period, E period, S period, T period, the new coding, the new finish on your Super Black Eagle 3s and your Ethos models. Check it out. It's worth its weight in gold. I'm looking at mine right now. I'm getting all giddy. I can't wait for duck season. I wish we were going to Argentina right now. I'm getting in the turkey woods this week and stay safe, stay home, stay healthy, take care of your family, take care of you, take care of your communities. Thank you all so much for the growth of the Foul Life brands, Banded brands, Avery. This life ain't for everybody. Check out all of our podcasts, all of our social media. We're so excited for the new season of Foul Life TV season. 12 getting ready to go to air right now exclusively on the outdoor channel you will find brand new episodes starting july 1st we're going to kick it off in canada with take them outfitters you know clay charlton don't you jp awesome the man Welcome. thank you all very much for listening go get you a benelli become a better hunter a better provider live that benelli culture peace out Bye.